Yo, 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 what is up, DMV? It is another Wednesday night, and we are here at the Wings, Beers, and Tears Studios. Cheers, gentlemen. Hello. Hello, hello. All right. We are now in the throes of actual sports, and we could not be more excited to bring you our insight on all things DMV sports and beyond. This is Wings, Beers, and Tears. Follow us on Twitter at Wings, Beers, Tears. Find us on Apple iTunes, on Google Play, on Spotify, wherever you download your podcasts. I am Todd and joined, as always, by the esteemed Jeremy. Who? Who? <laughs> I know, I know. Looking around. I, w- I always think of different ways to introduce you so you get shocked. Uh, and Mr. Jerry, how are you, sir? I'm fine. Excellent. He's fine. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, we finally, after all of these uh, weeks of toiling this summer, we have real sports upon us, and I am excited. Live, legit football. Real fucking football. So we were all privy to a live, actual college football game this past weekend. It has officially begun. The NFL kicks off tomorrow night. Our fantasy teams are drafted. And if you're anything like me, you're sitting in mediocrity again. God, I'm the worst fantasy drafter ever. Jeremy fucking took all my players again. <laughs> I texted him during the uh, during the draft. I said, stop fucking taking my players, you dick. Uh, what did I tell you? No. <laughs> Classic Jeremy. No. No. Sorry. No, I just said no. Oh, so so anyway, we are we are actually in the throes of some great sports. The Nats with an epic comeback yesterday. The Caps have about 90% of their roster at Kettler right now. They kick off next Friday. They have their first preseason game on Monday the 16th. we got a lot of shit going on. This is some fun stuff. Let's get right into it. To the football, Mr. Jerry. Okay, let me tell you about These are the Redskins. Every week that goes by, I decrease the win total by one. Right, I'm <laughs> what now, I love is all of this is actually on tape, so we can hear how right. awful we are. Like, I think it started off at like six or seven wins. I'm down to four are now. negative one yet? Yeah, I'm down to four. Here... Okay, here are uh, uh, here are their wide receivers going into the going into the season. All right, so cuts are done. This is the roster, this is it. barring this is injuries it. and right. additions through pra- practice squad players and free agents. And here's he, what we've got. All right, here are their wide receivers: Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn, who I don't think is real. <laughs> I think you're right. Terry McLaren, Kelvin Harmon, Robert Davis, and Steven Sims. You mean, you mean Cam Sims? <laughs> Steven Sims. Yes. Yeah. I am happy they got rid of Josh Dotson, and I'm happy they kept Steven Sims. But when you see the actual lineup, I there mean, is there's not a hundred balls that have been caught combined on the roster. I guess Paul Richardson's the most seasoned and accomplished veteran, and he's probably what is his best year, about thirty catches? Yeah, probably. Even that big you So know. you're saying that there's potential. <laughs> so you're saying the upside is big. They're just unproven. The flip side is they're a bowl of what? A bowl of shit. I don't think Trey Quinn. During the fantasy draft, I was gonna I was gonna play a goof, right? I was just gonna draft him for Jay Gruden. I was gonna do the same thing. My second to last pick, I was like, I'm gonna take Trey Quinn just to see what Jerry says. Because I can remember 
Jay Gruden saying this guy's going to have 100 balls, you know, or something like that. He's going to be uh, unstoppable. He was like 250th of the player. I mean, it just makes you think when you compare the Redskins to the rest of the league, I I just don't know how they're going to – I don't know if they're going to catch – you know, even a quarter of the uh, of what like the the elite teams will. I mean, they, they they just have no talent at wide receiver, and without the name Josh Dotson, who at least was a first round pick, they just have no talent. Nah. Now, maybe McLaren steps up. He's the new uh, love of uh, of the Washington media. He pr- probably won't do shit. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the name I'm looking at though, because. I, the only positive to me about getting rid of Dachshund is they mean that means they thought they had him replaced, and the McLaurin is the guy they're replacing him with. So I'll give you some hope there, but that's all it is right now. I'm just praying that Trey Quinn doesn't go the way of Colt McCoy. And he's gonna he, go the way of. I'm not <laughs> telling you he's not. He's he's gonna be a bust. I think that this is the only hope for the Redskins to win games that their defense is top ten, which it has the potential to be. That absolutely. Geis runs the ball and doesn't mm-hmm. get injured and doesn't fumble and is effective. And Jordan Reed stays healthy so they can at least throw the ball down the field. Yep. A little bit. Yeah. And they're going to win a lot of 17 to 16 games. So it was funny. You, you were saying you don't know if they're going to have 100 catches. They don't have 100 catches within that group Come going on. into the season. Yeah. They might not after this season. I don't think they're going to run more than like 45 offensive plays a game. Yeah. That's my fear. My fear is they're, they're just never going to be able to get – first downs one right after the other and they're just going to be constantly playing you know the 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 field position battle and everything is going to rest on the d and it's going to be stellar for three quarters and then give up a fourth quarter touchdown because they're toast but if you have a if you have a subpar offensive line like they they do even with trent williams trent williams is a phenomenal pass blocker he's an average run blocker. yep and and their and their offense is going to be predicated on how well they run the ball on how well they run the ball yep so I don't know how they expect any success. They can't have any turnovers. If they have even one turnover, they're going to get screwed because that's a possession they can't they can't lose. Mm-hmm. They have to play field position, time of possession, and just bleed the clock. It's going to be boring to watch, but that's how they can win. They they they, they will not score. If the other team scores twenty points, they win. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Unfortunately, I I do agree, um, and I think that the the worst part of this you, we've already kind of shit on them for this but it re- they rely rely on Quinn and Reed to <laughs> catch those five or six yard balls on third down and if they're not healthy everything you just said will happen well and here's the problem my guess is they will catch those five and six yard balls on third down but it's gonna be third and 11 and they're gonna yeah. pick up five but underneath is, tra- is Trey Quinn even playing week one yeah. he's been injured the whole time I, I believe they yeah. said he is he well, is slotted <laughs> pardon the pun he is the yeah. starting slot receiver for week one <laughs> but sort of to the point of well hey I'm kind of encouraged that they felt like Doxon was replaceable with McLaurin I'm a little bit discouraged that they you know keeping Sims I mean not that I'm discouraged about Sims but I think part of the reason they kept uh, Sims is because he's another slot guy, and if Quinn is not ready, they wanted someone else who could. Well, quite honestly, role. and I know it's preseason, and we've dumped all over preseason enough. But Sims at least looks like a serviceable third, fourth NFL wide receiver. He might catch two or three balls, but at least he can run routes. He doesn't look frail. It doesn't look like he's going to die. He's you a, know, he's a decent return guy. Yeah, he's a decent return well, guy. He's got the the speed you can't teach the going on. Right. You know, yeah, it's, sure. You know, an extremely poor man's. You know, Tyreek Hill type, small, fast, just run and catch the ball, kid. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and a lot of the skins can't do that. I mean, I know McLaurin's got speed too, but um, I think that's one of the things they really just they got they got faster. 
Hmm. That's something they've been missing for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they do, and you're right. And I hope, I hope that they can just. Well, hope is the key, and it's such. Yeah. They, 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 they just have. They have to. I would put. Well, I, I said this when they drafted him. I want to see Kelvin Harmon in a slot because he's so damn big. He's a monster. He's a monster, and he could be like the the New Orleans wide receivers, uh, Thomas or whatever. Sometimes sure. they put him in the slot, and he's so big they can't cover him. That's sort of what I want, but I don't think Jay Gruden would do that. I think he'll he's going to go with Trey Quinn because right. he just thinks Trey Quinn. I think Trey Quinn is his guy. Yeah, well, Trey Quinn's going to get hurt on the second play. He's going to have to play Harmon, and I actually envision Harmon being closer to what they thought Terrell Pryor was going to be. And Pryor didn't work out, obviously. But I think Harmon could be that kind of guy because he's got the size. Uh, he's a serviceable NFL vet. And he's you know? not a freaking diva. No, he's not. Accounts. No, he, he, yeah, he's bounced around. He's had to work his way onto different rosters. I think that's a good thing. Well, did, you, did you see the trade? Not the hijacket. Oh, no, go. Please move that, on. The, the, that, or, that the Texans uh, just first, first, second. Madness. A madness. Madness. I mean, if they would, if they would have gotten that deal for Trent Williams, I'd have been doing handstands well, you or yeah. oh. tripods. Yeah. It would have been, been nice. It would have been nice knowing you. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, Larry Tunsil, they gave up two number ones and a number I, two or some I, shit I like that. And they got I, that. I saw that and I thought it was. I, I, I kind of was like, who else is part of this deal? Why, yeah. why is this, you know, the way it is? But. You know, we're not going to talk about Trent Williams because he's not on the team right now. He might be. He might not be. He might be traded. He might not be. Who gives a shit at this point? The roster's set. We are where we are. If he surfaces later, cool, I guess. I don't know. i trade a one and a three for him, and I think based on what Tunsil garnered, I believe they could have gotten a one and a three. Maybe so, but who are the takers now? Barring an injury, yeah, there now, really aren't yeah, any takers. An injury. Right. But I'm, I've come full circle a little bit based on what you said, Jerry, a couple of weeks ago about the skins can't continue to give in and be so um, you know, dysfunctional. And, and I agree with them right now. They, honest to God, haven't fucked this up. No, they haven't. No. I, depending on, we don't know what they could have gotten. No, you you play the you play the hander. You can't you get you can't set the precedent for other players like Brandon Sheriff next year saying I'm going to hold out and they're going to trade me and I'll get what I want and I'll get on a winner. Right? That's what that's what everybody wants them to do. With that said, if a deal comes in that is good, take it. Like we were talking about trading Trent Williams for a second round pick. That's I what people. I would what, take that right now, but now I wouldn't take it. I would have prior to the deal you just talked about. Right now, but that now that precedent is set. You know, so obviously you don't trade Williams for a second round pick because you're basically giving him away. But if someone offers you a one and a two, or a one and a one next year, or they probably wouldn't offer that, but something to that where you're like, oh man, now I'm getting real value for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you do it. I don't know what was offered for him. He's he's much older than Tunsil. Yeah, six years, and he, he's older and more expensive. I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. And so I guess the, the, some of the pundits I listened to, essentially they bought youth in the Tunsil deal. Yeah. You know, the, the price was so high because they bought what they consider to be a young stud. and, and they bought probably team-controlled for a year or two. Probably. I mean, they can extend him, obviously. But sure. You know, but I don't think they have to pay him now. Exactly. So, you know. Well, <laughs> what was his deal when he came out of college? Wasn't he the one that got caught smoking weed? Like yeah. they leaked the video right on draft day. Yep, which is so common. You know, oh, like I a, know. You know, it was like a, a team that wasn't going to get him, or an agent that he didn't sign with, or somebody who, out of jealousy, leaked that video. 
and someone standing in the corner aghast. Oh my God, can you believe this? Oh. Meanwhile, the rest of the room's going, yeah, <laughs> climb pass. out of your shell, you moron. Yeah, pass, pass, that, <laughs> pass it over here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's funny as shit. So they, so, ke- they kept, uh, the, the Redskins did keep um, Colt McCoy. <laughs> Which I thought was a little strange. I thought, uh, but, I thought but shockingly, gonna... he's not on the roster for the weekend. He's not going to be uh, in full uniform on Sunday. I don't, do you think? Does anybody think he's going to play this year? No. Only if there's a, a disaster. Which I just don't think Redskins <laughs> is very likely. I, I just think, curse you, Jeremy. <laughs> I think I think his his legs are just shot. Like he's got well, my legs. Yeah. Like I can't even get out of the more uh, out of bed in the morning without like. But any any little thing. That normally would be a two-week injury is now a seven-week injury with Colt McCoy because I think his his body's just so broken. I, he must have pictures of Jay and Bruce Allen doing something like it, behind it, the scenes. I, I I don't know what's going yeah. on there, but I, he is not a serviceable. <laughs> he and Troy Ackby. I guess they share the same photographer, right? Because I don't know how that fucker makes it. He is he's the worst player in the NFL. He's worse than Trey Quinn. <laughs> he's Troy Troy Apke's the worst player in the NFL. Uh, so, so going down, uh, going down the road a little bit. So now that all the rosters are set, no real shakeup in Baltimore. They look pretty set. But again, <clears throat> the closer and closer it gets, the more I'm worried about the longevity of Jackson. You know, I'm seeing the injuries around the league. I'm watching how fast these defenses are. Um, I'm seeing all these, uh, you know, these seven man fronts where where teams are just going. Our corners and our safeties are so damn athletic. You know, go ahead. You know, run, throw the ball underneath. You know, you got nothing. And I don't know, man. Well, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But I, I just, no more than today, that today, no more than ever is the health of your starting quarterback so important in the NFL. There are just so few serviceable backups. To, to your point, I think that, you know, 10 years ago, you wanted to stop a running team. What did you have to do? Eight in the box. There was no other choice. Size and speed of these guys now, you don't need to do that anymore. You can still punish, get to the quarterback, punish the running back, and and have four in coverage, and it changes it changes the game. And I know Baltimore is trying to you know reinvent the wheel a little bit on offense, and I'm interested to see what you know. I'm I'm scared that, that Jackson gets hurt, but I, I really am interested to see what they end up doing because you know I don't think I mean I know everybody you know bullshits this kind of stuff preseason, but you know the way they're talking, it's going to be a, a RG three you no. Know, you know, pun intended there, since he's still on that team, you know, style of offense. Right. It's going to be different, but it's going to be that unique twist we really, not that we haven't seen, but not seen effective. So I'd, I, I hope we get to see it, and I hope Jackson stays healthy. Well, I hope so too, but I do trust that coaching staff. Those guys know what the fuck they're doing. I think Harbaugh runs a great ship, and, and that's why I'm intrigued and, and, and excited. But I do have a little bit of trepidation because I don't want to see the Steelers just run away with that division. Oh, well, well no, no I, one does. I, I, yeah, I just shocked yeah. Jerry because he's like, I want to kill the Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think the Ravens are two games better than the than the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are that good. Wow. That's, that's just my opinion. They have no defense that we've talked about. Hey, man, about. I, I hope you're right. Yeah. I hope you're right. Even though I think I have like a bunch of Steelers on my <laughs> fantasy team. I can't remember. Um, my favorite player in the NFL is a guy named, I think I said him, his name is Patrick Ricard. He's the kid who went to the white boy school. Uh, but check this out. Check, I mean, check out the – you don't see this too often. I liked his fumble that didn't count, and he danced a lot. Yeah, he fun. is uh, the backup defensive end. He is the backup defensive tackle and the starting fullback. That's tremendous. For the Ravens. That's awesome. See, that's How great. How cool is that? Where do you go to school? I'm going to find out. <laughs> 
See, that's where I wish Wes Martin was m- both listed as an offensive guard and like backup fullback because I, I believe in Wes Martin. I think he could do it. And D tackle. And <laughs> D tackle. I mean, that's some uh, that's some like high school shit. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, eventually, you know, depending on how the new CBA comes out, that you know, you're going to see these guys playing both ways. <laughs> you know, you're going to see the the likes of Josh Norman be way less of a diva. And he's going to flash his skills as a slot receiver and then play corner. He played football at Maine. Maine. Thank uh, you. You don't get whiter than that, dude. The Maine Moose. You get you get no whiter than that. That's awesome. <laughs> good for him, man. I mean, and, and of course Baltimore got him because their scouting department is so good. Six foot three, three eleven, fullback. Oh, isn't that great? <laughs> How awesome is that guy? Imagine being a linebacker and being like 240 and then just getting pancaked by that guy. And his number's 42. How cool is that? A defensive tackle at number 42? <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. So speaking of fucked up numbers in college or in, in football, in college football, I love that they can wear, you can have the same number on offense and defense. That and it's just... Yeah. It, that happens. It's, it's all scattered. It's all over the place. I had a hard time this past weekend figuring out what personnel department Maryland had in there because they were up by a million points within the first 10 minutes, and it was so strange and weird. However, I love the speed of skill guys in college football because the field looks so much smaller than the NFL. In the NFL, everybody is bigger, faster, stronger, and the field looks so small. You go to a college game, it's completely different. I mean, everything opens up. Yeah, you get that separation. Absolutely. Island. I think the hashes on a college field are a little bit wider. Either wider. Yeah, they're, wider. Yeah, they're wider. Yep. <clears throat> but it was just fun watching, you know, these guys just get into a track meet and just uh just fly up and down the field. It was great because that's the last time we'll see that this year. <laughs> well, we have I, no more I mean, paying, you know, no well, more uh, uh I don't think Maryland gets a good look from Howard. No. I mean, not I at all. think I was I bet you the coaching staff probably expect hoped a little bit for more of adversity so they could like get different packages in. Sure. It kind of sucks if you're up twenty eight nothing and because like Jeremy said, a bad punt or a turnover, and you don't really get to see like you know, you no, don't get no situa- gr- there's no exactly. situational exactly. football. Um but you play against a team, you put you bury them, and that's what you're supposed to do. Well, that's just it. And and what I liked, and we were sitting at the game, and I told Jay about midway through the first quarter, I said, "Yeah, we, we you know, field position's a joke. Everything else said we look super organized, we look very um, grounded, and everybody appears to know what they're doing. They were bringing in personnel groups even early on very quickly, and I loved the pace. Right. And I haven't seen that from a Maryland team what in a long time. No, no single-digit play clocks the entire game that we Correct. saw? Correct. And that's, that's a godsend for me. Yeah. You know, I cannot stand in college when you go to the line and you look to the uh, sideline like everyone does at seven seconds. It's like, do it at 17 seconds. Don't, uh, what are you guys doing? You're breaking. Well, that's a senior quarterback who's played in big games and he there knows it is. what he's doing. There it is. You know, he may not be the athlete of the next guy, but he can. He knows situations. He gets you in and out of the huddle quickly. He can get you in position quicker. Yep. yep. And, you know, to me, coming up, the Maryland-Syracuse game has a feel. As a West Virginia fan, when West Virginia used to be in the Big East, the Maryland game was always an early game, which was a barometer game where you knew if the season was going to be – has a chance to be special or if it's going to be – Mediocre or below. Right. Because if you lose to Maryland, that means you're losing to Virginia Tech, you're losing to Miami, you're losing to the teams. So, But if you beat Maryland and meet Maryland good, then you knew it was going to have a chance to be a pretty good year. 
right? So right. that's the way I feel about Maryland this year. If they can beat Syracuse and get some momentum, now maybe you have a, a puncher's chance against one of these teams like Penn State or Michigan State and maybe even Ohio State or Michigan, right, that come out and they don't play their A game, which is possible and sure. probable, mm-hmm. right? And you can, you can catch them because right. you have weapons and you have confidence. Because you've beaten already a top twenty team, there's just, those, so there's momentum that goes into that. You feeling okay, Jerry? That's a fantastic comparison. Hey, it really I'm, is. I'm feeling great, man. You always <laughs> agree with me. <laughs> but if you lose, now you've lost the momentum. Yeah. Now the Howard right. victory just seems to be like, well, shit. They're, they're Howard's probably the worst team in their division. Right. And now, now you got to go to Syracuse and shit. Now you got now you're looking at Penn State coming up soon, and. I just think if they can beat the Syracuse, they can beat Syracuse, they can get some momentum, and then maybe you catch Penn State as being a little overrated. Yeah. And being rated in, uh, on their hype, but breaking a new quarterback. That guy's never seen adversity. Man, you get, you, you get Syracuse and you beat them, and then you can beat Penn State. Now you're talking about something special. Sure. You know? And yeah, I just, potentially. I, yeah. I just think so. A special no, meaning eight, nine wins. Yeah. No, right? that, that's in reach. Oh, my God. Eight wins? I, I might be doing a handstand at that point. Tripod. Tripod. <laughs> I, will, I will be doing an assisted handstand. But I, I told Holly. I'll, I'll be sitting. <laughs> I told Holly that I'm actually really looking forward to the Maryland game because I, I just want to see how they're going to react. So you, you coming? No, no. I gotta take my my. I got too much driving to do. The daughters right. are cheering and stuff. But, um, but I'll be watching it, and I think that that's going to be an interesting game because I, Josh Jackson looked really good. He did. He looked solid. Yeah. Um, I, I thought I, Pigrome looked good. I thought, uh, you know, <laughs> how about our boy Jake Funk? Little Damascus shout out, man. Yeah. You know he's getting getting uh, some good garbage time there, but he looked great. But I don't you know? think I don't think Pigrome plays unless something happens. Yeah, unless they need. See, and this is where. <clears throat> you don't want you don't want two quarterbacks. You want no, one you quarterback. No, you do not you, you do not want two, but Loxley does have the luxury now of having the uh, the experience at Alabama and the clout of having both Tua and Hurts on his team and him being at the helm calling plays and and personnel groupings and everything. And when something does go south, it is nice to know you have 1A or 1B on the bench. You, but you don't have 1A or 1B. You have I, Josh Jackson and if he gets injured the other kid comes in, or if there's a special package for him. I do agree with you. However, Jackson is a bit slow. Um, he's a bit uh, traditional, for lack of a better word. Um, and and Pigram does give you a different look. And he was at the helm when we put up 60-whatever against Ohio State last year. So it is just nice knowing there is some depth at a key position that traditionally we've we've relied on one guy and gone, oh, oh dear God, don't go down. You know. What's the old saying, Jeremy? If you have two quarterbacks, you, you don't, don't have, have any. any. Yeah, unfortunately, you, but, you, you know. want you want Josh Jackson to say, "This is my team, and I'm going to lead you, and I got it." And, and, and I think that's where we are, honestly. I mean, Piggy actually I look great, like like Todd said, but I really think what you're going to see is maybe you know one or two series, or you know, because it's not just a, it's not just him coming in. It's going to be different receivers, different tight ends, different running backs. And Lox has talked about the, the, if you see Piggy, you're probably not seeing Jackson come out. They're both in there, like Tua and, and Hertz did. Um, mm, yeah. But what I was really impressed with with Jackson was he he threw away a bunch of balls. He did. You know, we're like, okay. But those are pretty much his only incompletions. Yeah. If he wanted to put it on the receiver, he did. That was what was really impressive to me. No, I agree. It was actually the first series Maryland had to punt on the first series. And – um 
he threw the ball away. I think it was like second and, and nine, and there was just nothing there. Got outside the pocket, threw it away, got up, dusted himself off. Third down, I think they picked up five or six, and they had to punt. But I was like, there's the difference. A quarterback of the past would have been playing, you know, the sisters of the poor. Fuck this. I'm going to scramble a little bit. I'm going to, you know, pick up the first down. It was like, Terminal no, no, no. No. Throw the ball away, popped right back up. The snap came 10 seconds later. You know, and like you said, that's the he's played in big games before at a big school. We haven't had that in a long right. time. And know? all this optimism goes away if they lose to Syracuse at home. <laughs> it does. It, just, you know, it, it does. will not go away for me. No, it does because then, then you're like, shit, we lost to them. Now we got Penn State coming in. So Syracuse should win. They're ranked. They're no, way be- they're they way suck. better than they've been. Did you? They did not look good against Liberty. No, they did I not. watched a lot of that game. I'm not going like, to sit here and guarantee a Maryland win, but it, it all depends how they play. It, it's, it's everything you already said about will it be a special season or not. That may be determined, but I'm not going to be – you know, optimism out the window if they if they play well and don't win because it's still a young team, tons of talent. Um, but you, but you are right in terms of it won't be it, special season. Probably goes out the window, unfortunately. You guys have been proven time and time again to be better fans than I am. <laughs> I just think that you know this is. I don't want to put too much pressure on it, but this is the difference. This is the barometer game, and if you can win at home against a team who may be happy to be rated and. I think Syracuse is probably a little overconfident because they suck so long, and now they're actually being relevant. Right. And they they did not look good against Liberty. I mean, they just didn't. I, I watched most of the game and the score. I mean, it was You're a better man than me. Well, That's I was, damn good research. I right would have watched anything except for what I, what I <laughs> the game I went to. All right, so let's get into it. Any good stories for Morgantown? Anything at all? Tell me a decent tailgate. Here's what story. I learned. <laughs> I should never sit at a home game in the visitor section. You were playing JMU. They're like the nicest people in the world. Um, probably. <laughs> but Jerry isn't necessarily. But, so. but when it turns, when I turn around and the guy behind me, and I've been drinking, um, no. starts egging me on knowing that, oh, they're, gonna, they're going down, right? Then he up. says he's a Florida fan. And I turn around and tell him to shut his mouth, and he says, do you know how big I am? And I said, yes, you look like a big pussy. <laughs> That was sort of where Holly left the stands and didn't come back. See, th- this is the story. At that point, it was 7-3, JMU at halftime. <laughs> this is the story I wanted to hear. This is excellent. Yeah. Oh, that's more He didn't know, he didn't know what to say. Of course he didn't. Yeah. And he was like, do you know how big I am? And I said, yeah, you look like a big pussy. And then I said, you see that guy over there in the overalls looking at you? You think you're going to get away from him? <laughs> he didn't know what to do. Then he started talking about the Florida Gators and how great they were. I don't know. He's one and of those like, JMU you, guys. You know, he looks like he came off his yacht. He had a button down. So he's a Florida fan, but he's rooting for JMU. Yeah. Did you ask him where his Flyers jersey yeah, is? Like, I, I dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? I asked you? him why he was wearing a blue button down with a, a red hat at a game when none of the teams wore that light blue, red hat color. He didn't think that was as funny as I did, but I thought that shit was funny. But <laughs> I seriously looked over in the fourth quarter and I said, where's my wife? And my daughter said she had been back since halftime. <laughs> well, it's a good I was thing like, you've oh. Found her since then. Oh, okay. So your attention to detail was clearly on the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Jeff almost disowned me as a friend once again. Happens about once a week. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they, they were down 7-3 at halftime. Then they scored 17 points and we were able to win. Um, and the guys at Vegas astound me because they were a seven-point favorite and they won by seven. It's incredible, isn't it? So, but incredible. It just, and after the game, apparently Neil Brown said, "I told you it was going to be like this. I tried to give everybody warning. Right. I just didn't believe it. I didn't believe they could. They were not going to be able to run the ball against JMU. You know, 
we got fatter guys. Just run behind those fat guys. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but like you said, JMU is no slouch. They no, no. I think they, and it made me feel a little bit better the the next day when I saw that Iowa State had to go to three overtimes to beat Northern Iowa at home. Oh yeah, Iowa well, State's in the top twenty, and JMU beat Iowa, uh, I or Northern Iowa to win a championship or lost to them. Correct. Right? So yep. those are the cream of the crop of their yep. division. So. Yep. Tennessee lost to Georgia State. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Dude, how the mighty have fallen. Tennessee losing. And granted, Boise State is is a legit program now. But how about Florida State being up? How much were they up? 18? Yeah. In that game? And lost? I mean, yikes. That Auburn game was good, too. Oh, Auburn, Oregon? Fantastic. The the SEC, the top teams in the SEC always seem to find ways to win. I know. Auburn it's because was losing that game all but nine seconds. You know what? Because they're battle tested and they're used to going it's into the SEC. Shit, they go into that SEC season going, I don't care what our pedigree is or where they have us ranked. Every single game is going to be a dogfight, and then it is. In both, so they are prepared. Basketball and football. I completely disrespect West Coast teams, and this was just perfect for that. <laughs> Good call on that. Good Except for like that. USC, obviously in football, but you know, I just, I mean, you know, I like Gonzaga. Until they win, like I'm switching to basketball, like three national championships in the row, I'm going to think they suck. So. No, it's funny you talking about. <clears throat> so it's West Virginia, JMU in Morgantown. You're in the JMU section, and some asshole is wearing Florida, you know, touting himself as a Florida fan. Yeah, but, Florida but mocking me, knowing he, he's. Of course. Oh, JMU's got this game of now. Course. So one of my good buddies and Graham, who subscribes, I know he's listening. Um, so Hi, he's he's been to many a. Uh, Premier League game in England, and he said the much like Jerry. He said the etiquette over there is so. He goes, you hear fans chant over here, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe they said they said that. He goes, go to a game in England. It doesn't even have to be a top tier game. Go to one of the second division teams, and the shit that they're saying is just out of control. He goes, you don't show up there if you're at a Man U Tottenham game. You don't come in with a fucking Burnley jersey. <laughs> Like they seriously, like both fans stop and they look at you and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Your game's two hours down the road, asshole!" And they like won't let you in. You know, <laughs> here we're like, "Oh, look at the guy with the Flyers jersey. Isn't that hilarious?" As we're playing the Rangers, you know, <laughs> he would be like tarred and feathered here. You know, and as he should be, and another, as he should be. And another thing is right. I'm sitting. There's a wet, there's a ton of West Virginia fans in this section, right? And I feel like I have to defend them all, which they're really indefensible. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a, a, guy it's a long task. There's a guy who's sitting in front of me, and he's not saying a word, right? And he sits down. You're making up for it. And I swear he's got this yellow. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, speak, I'm cussing for him. But I swear he's got this, like, old hat on that's made of, like, leather. Right, like a foot, it's like a football shape. It's a oh, terrible, excellent. Excellent. terrible freaking hat. It's like so low budget, right? <laughs> so he's sitting there, but he's not doing anything. He's not. He's, he's not harmless. Talking smack. Completely harmless. And these guys, these these JMU fans are looking back, going, "I like your hat," and they trying to take it and rub it. Oh my god! I told this one guy, I, I said, "Sit down, a little, you know, whatever." I said, <laughs> and uh, and at that point, it was Miller Lights talking. Yeah, and I said, "Sit down." I said, "Go buy me a beer. I'm gonna kick your ass." And he's just like looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then I, at that point, I had a sort of an epiphany, like, "Okay, maybe I'm kind of being a dick." <laughs> but I was really trying to defend the guy who right. was like couldn't right. defend himself. Right. I felt noble at the beginning, and then I realized where he even he looked at me like, "What are you doing, man?" <laughs> You don't need to defend me. I don't give a shit about this guy, right? And then I realized I don't need to sit 
in the visiting team section at my home stadium. Which is why I am not going to the Maryland-Penn State game because even though it's at my stadium, it's going to be 50% Penn State fans, and they cannot be reasoned with. They're douchebags. They're the worst fans in college football. They're, they're awful. Uh, their whiteouts make me sick to my stomach, um, and I'm not going. So go Maryland. Fuck you, Penn State. And uh, with that, let's take a break. Let's grab a beverage, and let's uh, come back on the other side. Cool. See you in two. See you. And welcome back. We were parched, Hello. so now we are uh, we are now sated and ready to go for round two here as we we uh, wrap up our football talk a little bit with uh, with some of our fantasy draft uh, picks and talk from this past week. Sorry, I always wanted to do that. <laughs> you sounded so good. You sounded very very professional. Like you've been drinking. <laughs> so uh, so our fantasy uh, drafts uh, have wrapped up, and the season starts tomorrow night. And I, I joked uh, that that my team is mediocre as usual, but I love my team as I am drafting it. Every single time I make a pick, I go, "Damn, this is great." I stole one there. I know. I'm like, God, this is awesome. And then the draft grade comes back, and I'm like. Oh, wow. Oh, a C-minus again. <laughs> now, I have won a league being a C-minus draft, and I have been dead last being a B-plus draft. <laughs> so, uh, with all that being said, it's fucking fantasy sports. Who really gives a shit when it's all said and done? You know, Like, I actually care if Allen Robinson the second catches, you know, eight balls for 100 yards and, and catches two touchdowns. But if he's on my team, I do care. Exactly. By the way, I, dr- I think I drafted him. I think you did yes, right I ahead did. of me. Uh, that's why I brought him up. Yeah. That, that kind of pissed me off. But you know, but that's okay because Jeremy was snatching all well, of uh, your why picks. Jerry sucks because he thinks I'm stealing all his players. When he's stealing all mine, you're stealing all mine. <laughs> Chip's goddamn auto draft. The auto draft kills you because the that's one guy who always goes right in the middle. Yeah. Like, it's Rogers, funny because Rogers, Rogers. Oh, it was like the fourth or fifth pick he got. And I'm like, haha, auto draft, fuck Chip. And then like two picks later, I was like. Oh, my God, his team looks amazing already. His team, I'm sure it's better than Steve's, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> All right, probably. so, Todd, go through your running backs. <clears throat> so, running backs, Alvin Kamara. Dick, you left me with Zeke. I, I did. Yeah, I knew. So, I was on the fence between Kamara and McCaffrey, but I took Kamara because in all the metrics I was looking at, they were like, he's a steal basically for number two. They're like, if he's not, if he's not kept by someone else because he was drafted so late last year, he was a keeper in a lot of keeper leagues. They were like, go ahead and just you know take Kamara. So I took him. Um, I've got uh, Jones from Green Bay, who I think is very solid. Um, I believe I have Peterson on my bench uh, as a backup. But I, I got a third well, you know, starter. You got Geis. I got Peterson, right? That's right. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. I got Geis. And uh, I actually have uh, a third starting running back. Who the fuck is he? Can't remember off the top of my uh, head. I, I'm, I'm going to be in the same boat when I talk about my team. So no, no. But I've got four legit number one running backs for the first time in a long time. But what makes me the most happy in all of that is I got Mahomes mm-hmm. in the second round, and that guy put up in our league. He put up the most points by anybody last year by like fifty. Right. So, hey, health and prosperity, Mahomes. Did yes. I take Kelsey in our league? Who Kelsey? Yeah. Did I take him? Because if, if I did, then I want home Mahomes to do it. Wow, really this well. is a riveting podcast, yeah, a podcast. right now. Wait, oh. who did you pick? You stole my guy. Wait, yeah, wait who was it? Yeah. I, got, I don't remember. I don't Fuck. Remember. Who did you? Who are your running backs, Jeremy? I, just, I don't remember. No, I, <laughs> I took David Johnson in the first round. I believe that's who I took. If as I soon as you no, sound like an insurance salesman. <laughs> 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 David Johnson? Like, no shit, there's a guy named David Johnson? 
As soon as you picked him, I wanted to, to on the little smack talk, I wanted to be like, you had to do it, but, but I was yeah, like, I didn't want to. <laughs> no, I know. Because like, we talked about it, and you were receiver. like, you know what? I'm going to be the sixth pick, and fucking David Johnson's going to be sitting there. Oh, yeah. And then here we were well, last night. Take <laughs> so. Well, again, health and prosperity to David Johnson, yes. the insurance salesman. I got Zeke. Awesome. Great. And then I got some dude named uh, uh, Marlon Mack. I thought he I thought he retired like four years ago from <laughs> Is he a wrestler? Like <laughs> no, I saw when you picked him and I was like uh he wasn't even on my <laughs> like any metrics on my yeah, board. But. He's a, he was a twenty third ranked uh, running back, but he was the top running back left. And I also drafted a guy named Sony Michelle from New England. Nice T V. Oh, he's solid. Yeah. And then uh, a guy I think named Latavius. I think I drafted Latavius Murray. Um I think you did. I yeah. think the running backs in my team are the weakest of all my positions. Who'd you get? Who are your quarterbacks, Jeremy? I got, uh, well, again, I was so ready to take Rodgers and then damn auto draft snaked him from me. So I took Matt Ryan, the most unsexy pick of all time. Couldn't even beat Maryland as a senior. Sack of shit. Anyway, um, took him because I believe it's bowl of shit in the industry. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> That's an industry term. Trademark. I, I absolutely take that back. It's definitely bowl of shit. But um, he was the second highest, you know, scorer behind Mahomes last year in our league. So. I uh, on paper I like it. I got Cam. Cam's you know he can be boring, but you know he'll run a few in also. And then I just took sort of a, a, a token third stringer for my team, uh, Brissett, in late rounds. I think he'll put up a little bit of numbers there because he's got some weapons. I took Jared Goff and Great I took pick. Tom Brady. Great pick. And I, but I took Tom. I took Tom Brady in like the tenth round, but I was surprised he was there. And then I I still can't get in my head that Gronk is not playing and that Tom Brady may not have the weapons because he never has the fucking weapons, yet he almost always throws like 45 touchdowns. So I I was stunned he was rated so low. I, no, I'm, I'm always stunned he's rated so Dude, low. Dude, I love Brady. Yeah. Brady's the freaking man. By the way, the the fourth running back I have, <laughs> I have Gurley. That's right. Yeah, duh. Yes, yeah, so I've got Kamara, Jones, Gurley, and Geis. You and I mean to discuss a trade because you have an <laughs> excess of running backs and I have an excess of starting wide receivers. Yeah, I have a. Uh, I have. I am void in starting wide receivers. We, we, we should me? talk. Who's your tight end? Do you see my team on that thing when you're done with yours? Uh, no, this is my own Damn app. It. Who's, um, your, who's your tight end? Uh, Njoku from Cleveland. Okay, he's solid. He's yeah, fine. No, he's definitely fine. And he, I have Jordan Reed. He took Reed too. Yeah. By yeah. the way, Reed, I got. I got dinged. Play on him the, early. <laughs> yeah, I've got. I got dinged on my Yahoo thing because they said, uh, you know, there were six tight ends more uh, rated higher because you're the the player that you picked isn't going to start week week one. And I was like, well, yeah, but, you know, if, if Jordan Reed is healthy, he's, he's... He was cleared. Yeah. He's cleared. Was so. he cleared? Yeah. Okay. He got um, through concussion protocol? Really? Yeah. Huh. He's out of he's yeah, back it, practice. It happened today, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, no, he practiced, but I think that's the deal is you got to practice a day, then they evaluate you. See, this is three. where I'm such a pussy with fantasy because Njoku right now is scheduled to score, you know, almost 12 points this weekend, and they have Reed at just under eight See, if Reed plays and he's healthy, he's going to catch a ton of balls because there's nobody else to throw to. Right. You know? He's healthy. Oh, yeah. But he's also one hit away in the end zone from dropping the ball and getting another concussion, and then he's done. I picked up Zach Ertz for what must be the eighth consecutive year. Another good pick. That guy rocks. And Hunter Henry, which I I was happy about. Although... I got him confused with Hayden Hurst, who's who I thought I was. <laughs> who I thought definitely not the same guy. Yeah, he's definitely know. not the same guy. Uh, but I thought that's. What, I was like, wow, 
that's not that impressive. That oh wait a minute, yeah, that's the guy from the Chargers. <laughs> so I picked him up. So I'm happy with my quarterbacks. I'm happy with my tight ends. I'm thrilled with my wide receivers. Um, eh, my running backs are. You and I should talk, Todd. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, no, we should talk. I'll even throw uh, Tucker in there for a good one. That's who I wanted to take too. Is Tucker. Justin Tucker is my Justin kicker. Tucker bastard. Yep. I definitely got Baltimore's D, which I was pleased with. I think I took Seattle. I think I took New England. He's got Belichick, man. Yeah. I have no idea who my kicker is. Uh, I have any idea. Well, the fact that we even draft a kicker anymore is uh, staggering. That used to be my uh, my you know mo was not to draft a kicker, and then I would just drop whomever was hurt or just shitty. Just scream a guy. Um, but uh, but you know it's good to round out the roster, and you know we'll see how it all plays out. I'm sure we'll talk some shit on the pod and, and uh, via text. You know, over the season, as our teams uh, falter, and, and Jeremy runs away with the title again. Holly was so happy and excited for me that I had drafted a guy named Robbie Anderson from the Jets. Yeah. Yes, I, absolutely. I didn't you know who the what? fuck he was, man. The wide, wide receiver, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and a beast. I was like, yeah, yeah, babe. You know, it's a pretty good pick. And I was like, wow, she's pumping him last year. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, didn't you I take? Uh, didn't him. you take Andrews from Baltimore, the tight end? No, no, I got. Hunter Henry so, and gotcha because somebody, somebody yeah somebody took him right before I took Njoku, um, and those were the two on my uh, in my queue. My wide receivers I got Michael Thomas, Odell Beckham, Adam Thielen, and um, uh, well that guy from the Jets and AJ Green when he gets healthy if Damn. he gets healthy that's so, solid yeah that very is solid. pretty solid. And I drafted two quarterbacks this year, which is a plus. Uh, you <laughs> so you start to I I usually, weird. Yeah, I usually screw. <laughs> Wasn't it like 10 minutes before the first game last year? You're like, wait a minute. I need a second quarterback. <laughs> Who plays with two quarterbacks? This league is ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, my two quarterbacks are Mahomes and Roethlisberger. Yeah. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Oh, you're looking good. Come on, baby. Rack up the points, you motherfuckers. You for Let's go. You are uh, rooting for Pittsburgh. I'm not going to root for Pittsburgh. What I'm rooting for is a is a 42 to 38 shutout or a shootout. Shutout. Shutout. <laughs> Fuck. How is that possible? Uh, Jesus Christ. I am rooting place. for a 42 to 38 shootout in which Roethlisberger puts up five touches and uh, has a couple picks. And oh, that's what and, they do in Pittsburgh. So yeah, pretty much. Can we start talking caps? We can. Okay. Please, let's transition. So. Real quick, hinted that the Nats had an epic comeback win yesterday. Um, was it six runs in the ninth or seven? Seven. Seven runs in yeah, the bottom of the ninth. Seven. Yep. 11-10 win, yet they still lost the series to the Mets. However, they are still sitting pretty. They are at the top of the wild card. They're not going to catch the Braves. That's, that's Strauss done. and Corbin did not pitch during the... Uh, during the Mets series. And that leads to your theory that, again, in the playoffs, if they have a healthy Scherzer, Strauss, and Corbin, they are going to be a nightmare for anybody. Well, at this point, I think Strasburg is their best pitcher. I think he would pitch without, a play-in game. Without 100%. question. Yep. You he know, is He is their guy right now. Until Scherzer can come back yep. and get his legs under him and everything, he's definitely not looking like the Max Scherzer of old at the moment, but he's getting off injury. Hey, you know what, though? Playoffs, it's almost like the uh, – and, and this will lead into our hockey talk, but it's a little like hockey where, you know, you enter the playoffs and a guy's a little dinged up and he hasn't had a great year. And you're like, yeah, but now it's the playoffs and he's in and he just smells blood. And he's like, let's go. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling Scherzer's going to do that in the playoffs, given the opportunity. They have to get there, of course. Uh, but once they do, hoping can, for good things. If, since we're on baseball, can we talk a little bit? I know it's not DMV stuff about the, the Skaggs guy that died. 
and they made um, all of that hoopla and all those memorials. And um, on Friday at 5 p.m. on Labor Day weekend, which is when the news cycle's at its its lowest point, and everybody's either on vacation or leaving, baseball or the coroner releases the statement that he, in fact, did die of a drug overdose and an opioid overdose, which is what... I just thought that was chicken shit by MLB. They they chastised that that media guy, and I'm not a big fan of the media. But all he did was report that this guy died of a media or of an opioid overdose, and they went after that reporter and threatened him and all this other stuff. And of course, that's what he died from. You know what else was he going to die from? He was a healthy, right. You know, guy in his prime, right. And they they would not release it until. A specific time. I just think that's chicken shit by MLB. Um, look, I'm sad for this guy's family, but you know he's a drug addict that overdosed accidentally, like most drug addicts do mm-hmm. when they're not committing suicide. They just take too much of what they were supposed to take. And at the end of the day, I just thought that Major League Baseball they wanted they wanted the attention, they wanted the memorials, they wanted to put this guy up on a pedestal and and honor him. And they knew, I believe, that a coroner can can give a cause of death quickly. There's no, it doesn't take a long time. Mm-hmm. So this was premeditated. They they're going to honor him. They're going to get as much as of a, if you say anything about drugs, they're going to hammer you. When they knew he died of a drug overdose, and I just think that was just tasteless by MLB. Well, I, I'm I'm going to completely agree with you in that if if a young healthy player dies, let's be honest, it really doesn't matter the manner of death. It is sad, it is tragic, it is awful, and it is prevalent in our society. Why wouldn't you use that as your platform to tout, you know, speak out about those that you love that have issues, that have demons, that have, you know, um, overdose issues, drug issues, depression, whatever the case may be, champion that. Use that as your platform as a major sports organization. Don't go like, you know, <clears throat> old school, you know, Western Western style. Hey, we're coming after you, reporter, because you reported this. And, you know, fuck that shit. I mean, Let's, he had let, oxy and fentanyl. Oxy, fentanyl, and alcohol. I mean, here's the deal. Anytime you have fentanyl in your system, you got a major freaking drug problem. Correct. And he is not unique. No. Unfortunately, th- this story is all too common in our society. Why wouldn't you take that platform and spin it in a positive way to give back to the communities in which that is prevalent and in which you can possibly make a difference? Yeah. Well, and, and you know, I actually agree with everything both of you just said. And it's and especially about the part that it is still sad. I, I mean, you know, where it is, you know, you basically choked and got, you know, OD'd. I'm not sure if that's the term I would use, but he choked on his own vomit because all the crap in his system, you know, and he, you know, that's that's awful. It's always um, sad. It's always. It, but it, the, but Major League Baseball didn't release it and withheld it well, in part because they think the family's going to sue him because the drugs were supplied by an Angels employee. So it was all premeditated. I, it was just the whole well, thing. Yeah, that's like mafia mind. shit right yeah, there. The whole well, thing. Yeah. What I'm going to say I don't like is they said when. It happened. They were going to wait till after the season to talk about it. Yep. You know, stick to that. You know, I sort of to Jerry's point. Of why are you dropping this on Memorial Day Friday or Labor Day? Actually, Memorial Day <laughs> wouldn't make any sense. Uh, PGA Tour. Um, <laughs> PGA, PGA Tour. Tour. But, um, anyway, so you know, I just I think that 
exactly like Todd said, and maybe they, and they can still do this, is use it because this is a problem across, sorry to get so depressing on this stuff, but across the entire country. And, you know, they, they can turn this into a positive. This kid, even though he was on top of the world in terms of being an elite athlete, he was depressed. I feel that's why his teammates still wanted to celebrate him and everything else because I'm sure they all knew exactly what happened. Well, he but, should be but, celebrated yeah. because I'm sure he was a great, a great guy. He had a good heart. He had demons. He had something that he needed help with. If you're a fucking professional sports organization that prints money, take these opportunities, yeah. and, and I hate to use the word opportunity, well, well, but it's reality. It happens. So Correct. It, is, yeah, it exists. Yeah. Spin that in, in, in the favor of the society which supports your sport. Take that to the grassroots of the suburbs of yeah. Baltimore and Kansas City and Pittsburgh and all these cities that this have major league just teams. Happen in Bingo. the Midwest where they're you know maybe you know rough rough on jobs. You know they're all seasonal jobs, whatever it might be. Where you know some kid who has who has nowhere to turn turns to drugs. This is a kid who had everything in front of him and he did the same thing. Agreed. And, you know it, it needs to be talked about. And you know again, I I do hope you know opportunity is not the wrong word. It's the right word to use in the situation. Well, it's again, an opportunity it, to educate <clears throat> and just, you know, mental health. It's 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 a huge thing and this is this is one of the manifestations of it. Luckily, it's an individual thing. He didn't go out and hurt anybody else, but he well, he hurt his family, you know, yep. and it's like it, it's it's just it's it's so tough. It's and it's it is. It stinks the way it was handled, you know. Nah, it sucks. I, I don't like seeing it that. I don't like seeing that either. Well, a big wings, beers and, and tears cheers to this gentleman and his family, regardless of the circumstances. Cheers, cheers brother. R.I.P. and we move on because the sports are still at the forefront, and we move into the hockey. <sighs> Let's talk about the Caps. Let's talk about some hockey. All right, so our Caps. McClellan does not hold anything back. He's the fucking man. He, he, I he, love that guy. You know, he. They basically asked him what they're going to. It looks like we're going to have to drop a player. You know, what I mean, he doesn't like. You know, well, we're going to wait and see. I mean, he just comes out and says, "I think we're going to have to drop a player." He can recap mm-hmm. friendly too. He <laughs> exactly. He's like, "Yeah, you see that board right there in my office? That shows me how much we're over the cap." Right. I got it, asshole. Got it from the internet. <laughs> no, no, I I love hockey. Hockey is the most humbling sport, in my opinion. You can be on top of the world, up a couple goals, everything's going right. You're playing your system. You feel great, and all it takes is a little bounce here. You know, a little uh, over aggressiveness there, and the puck's in the back of your net, and some guy's talking shit. And next thing you know, it's 2 2, and you're in the third period, and you're like, How did that happen? God, I love hockey. Well, go do a line of blow your mission. What are they going to do, Jeremy? Win a lot. I mean, who are they going to drop? Well, it's, it's going to be. If the, you had to guess, I think Stevenson goes through waivers and goes down to. Uh, by the way, you guys can't see it, but Jerry, Jerry just did a happy dance. The fact that Stevenson is, is <laughs> potentially being I don't dropped. Who gives a fuck if we lose Chandler Stevenson? <laughs> yeah. uh, the only thing that's even tough is do you, do you have to drop Siegs too, who can go through waivers just to get down, you know, below the cap? Um, you know, unfortunately, injuries happen all the time, and somebody probably gets dinged up and goes on on LTIR or the season starting IR, which is similar, and and that just that takes care of your your. You know your salary cap issues until that person gets healthy. Then you send somebody else down, make a trade, whatever it might be. Let me tell you how I feel about Chandler Stevenson. <laughs> On my football team, we have a kid who didn't show up for practice, and I didn't fucking realize he wasn't even in practice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like the last play of the practice, right? And so and so says, "Where is so and so?" 
And I said, huh, I didn't even know he wasn't here. <laughs> so That's the, what I would be like. So, so the next day, did you have to be like, what do you miss practice? Yeah. But I don't know who it was. Yeah. I find out. It's like he missed practice. One of you assholes missed practice. He's not that good, so it didn't really matter. I mean, <laughs> if you don't want to play for the game, that's fine too. No, but so if Chandler Stevenson is not on the opening roster, I would probably forget that Chandler Stevenson was supposed to be on the roster. That's how mm-hmm. minimal. I mean, I don't. I, anyway, it's like say, same with Boyd. I know he came up through the ranks, and I know he's a fan favorite. I'm sure he's a freaking terrific guy. But if he wasn't playing either, that wouldn't that I wouldn't notice that either. Wouldn't phase you. Wouldn't. So phase bottom me. line is though you need you, you need the, the the bodies. You need four lines. You need three D pairs. You need to get under the cap. So guys like Stevenson and Boyd are vital to an NHL roster because they are the guys on the fourth line that can skate, that can play, that have some durability, they have some skill. I know you don't think so. Can't they, you just call up somebody who's cheaper and you get the same production? Like, what does Stevenson do that he's not particularly good on the offensive end? He's not particularly good at the, on the defensive end. There's like not one thing he does that's really he can't. He's not a good. He's not a, like a tremendous faceoff guy. Like Steckel, my favorite cap of all time. <laughs> right, the guy apparently couldn't skate, and you guys, you would say that. But he won faceoffs, and he put Crosby out in the in that outdoor game, which was freaking awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't have a skill, so I don't I don't know. He, he's just you need a body. Bo- bottom line, and he, he can, can skate from that end to that end, and he's one of the guys. He is a world class skater. He's fast as shit. He gets back. He back checks well. He's actually very responsible in the defensive end. Plays the PK. Is you there five hundred Chandler Stevenses you can get for cheaper? Without question, well, yes. And then you basically answer your own question because no, well, yeah. not cheaper. He's about as cheap as it gets. I mean, maybe a couple hundred k, but that's about it. I mean, you're paying Aren't anybody, they a couple hundred k over. They're one point five or yeah. so. Oh <sighs> fuck! Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, he is he is one of those cheaper guys. Unfortunately, yeah. Unfortunately, they have, <laughs> they have the like cheap guys that you them, just described, and they'll keep four. <clears throat> so that's we may it. need to get rid of Seeks because we have an extra yeah, defense. Because he is waiver exempt, so you can put him down. Don't lose him. He's pretty yeah. fucking good. Yeah, he is good. No, oh, he'll he's he's sixth, I think, and Juice is seventh. Well, again, those so, guys though they understand the drill, and and I think most organizations are pretty good with their waiver exempt guys saying, "Hey, you're an NHLer." Unfortunately, due to the cap, you are going to spend a decent part of this season at Hershey. It hurts the wild a little bit. But yep, yeah. yep. And we're going to do our best. They do those paper transactions on off days where you know they'll bring them up and then send them back down. And we're like, oh, why'd they do that? Let's you know another twenty k in his pocket that it's week. Like, you don't know? worry. Ah, I see. He left the facility. He did not have his bag with him. We'll see him tomorrow. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So when you see a guy like he's reassigned to Hershey, he's been reassigned to Washington. That was simply a paper transaction because they're waiver exempt, Every day and that gives them the NHL salary in their pocket that day. Is it possible they could trade Juice and just say maybe we get something back for him? I don't think they would, but I, mean, I would say sure it's possible. I mean, if they can get any kind of asset, you know, maybe a decent draft pick or something like that. The problem is once you do I think they really do at forward, they probably can go 18 deep with the kind of guys you're talking about. You know, you probably got six guys who can play that fourth line. I don't know if they're quite there on D. A couple guys maybe next season, but I think there's three or four guys that you'd be hurting if they had to be your number six. And you don't want any of those guys to be number seven because you want them playing down in Hershey. Bingo. So that's the yep. that's the you know, thing you got to look at. Yep. Now, they're going to be fine. McClellan's really smart. They have a ton of assets in Hershey that are cheap, like you just said. 
their job is to play the game by the rules the correct way so that they don't lose somebody via the waiver wire when they had somebody that's waiver exempt who was not in that in that same you know uh, avenue that they could potentially lose. So you know it's just a shell game at this point. They're going to exactly. be fine. Any more talk on Kuzi? What the league is going to do, or the caps are going to do? I or? think no news is good news <clears throat> on that front. I, yeah, no I think I think mum's the word on that one. It's out there. It's you know it's 2019. It's social media. Everybody knows what happened. Nobody's really condoning it, but everybody's kind of like. I, there's not a big uproar from the NHL community, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, you know, current and former players are all kind of like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. yeah. And so, the, and the more you hear, the biggest thing was he had to do things right after all this happened. And you know, him being here because what over you got back this week? Kuzi's been here for six, eight weeks. Yeah, Kuzi's been here since July, and Jay called it best. He said he knew this was all going to get out, so he came back early. Probably did his mea culpa with the with the organization, probably got in front of Ted and said, I fucked up. It's coming out. Really sorry. You know, whatever you do to me, I'll, I'll take my medicine kind of a thing. And Ted was probably like, damn it. Medicine, huh? All right. Oh. Well, <laughs> I'll take my medicine. <laughs> the white powder kind. Careful, exactly. Careful, you got an eight ball back there, Teddy? <laughs> you know? um, no, but... Uh, I think powder's okay. The other kind of powder, not so much. No, I think, uh, you know, I think it's very much a PR thing, and, and the Caps hopefully will spin it correctly. Knowing Ted, yeah. they probably will. They're well, not the Redskins, thank God. You know, I'm not going to bring the whole thing up again. It gets back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. You know, the, the way the NHL handles these things is the, the first thing they want to do when you're using what they call a drug of abuse is help, and that's what they want to do here. You know, what help actually means is not going to be something overly noble. They're going to say, look, don't get arrested. Don't get caught again, you know. If you're going to do the damn thing, make sure nobody's got their damn camera out. <laughs> you know, they're going to just educate them a little bit on how to handle the situation. Hopefully he never does it again, never have to talk about it again. But there's also reality. But I, I kind of like the way the NHL handles these things. And I, I, I think that's where Kuzi is with this now. And hopefully it does not escalate anywhere. Agreed. But Jerry brought it up last week. And, and PR-wise for the organization, I think it is important to address it. Um, I think it was get ahead either it. McNally or Greenberg the next day after our podcast sort of said the same thing. He wouldn't be surprised if the Caps try to get ahead of it, uh, do some sort of minimal suspension um, to show that, you know, they're doing something. And, uh, you know, so it's not like long-term, but, you know, act like you're doing something. You save a little face with the sure. NHL. The the league backs off on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I get the sense – and maybe it's just me because I'm biased for the Caps, but the Caps are not favored. They're not a favored franchise by the NHL. They seem to come down, that, you know, like when Wilson does something wrong, they seem to come down harder on him than someone who would be similarly sure. situated. Sure. That plays for like Pittsburgh or They've done the same thing with Ovi. Montreal or Toronto. Sure. No, yeah. I, I completely I mean, agree. If you're from Toronto, you're Teflon, dude. Pretty and much, my, and I and I, I don't have a lot of experience or, or examples. So I just know Alan May says it, so it's got to be true. Well, that's I agree with that. No, he's he's pretty spot on. He is no, the man. you know if uh, you know in Toronto, it's 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 a little like the Cowboys. It's the the giant league fishbowl. Everybody sees you as like the the standard bearer of the league. So everything you do, you're in a big city, huge city. Toronto is, you know, everything you're looked at is scrutinized. But at the same time, you live like a king. You know, so some guys there just don't last because they're like, oh, I hate the cameras in my face every day. Other guys are like, this is fucking awesome. I have a camera in my face every day. Um, So it's just who fits that that personality. But to your point, you're 100 percent right. 
I don't think the NHL likes the Caps at all. Well, one, of, yeah, one of the jokes going around was, well, you know, Kuzi did what he did. Wilson suspended 10 games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Wilson, right. Yeah. You know what I love is uh, all the uh, the Instagram, and I'm sure that Holly has everything saved on her favorites in Instagram, of uh, Tom Wilson working out in the offseason with his shirt off in every single picture. You know, I'll tell you, if I had his body, I'd never wear a fucking shirt. <laughs> no I wouldn't wear a shirt to court. Shit. I mean, the no. guy is just ripped. And every time he talks, she's like, shh, just let it happen. <laughs> Did you see that uh, linebacker from the, the, the Raiders in Hard Knocks? Jesus. He's walking off the field, and he literally just looks like Statue of David. Like every, and uh, Gruden turns around, he's like, nice outfit. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, I'll work all year for this shit. May as well show it off. And he goes, I'd do the same goddamn thing. <laughs> he's like, I'd be on Santa Monica Pier right now if I look like you. It's <laughs> like, that's awesome. Yeah. There's Tommy Wilson for you. God. He's an American hero. Uh, or Canadian e- American ESPN hero. came with a body, came out with a body issue. And uh, I love it because usually they just have fat guys. Sometimes they'll have like one fat guy on there as like a spoof. <laughs> and this year it's the Philadelphia Eagles offensive line. Oh, no shit. It's yep. hilarious. Oh, that's great. I love the fact. You know, I love, I love when those guys just go out there and be like, yeah, here's my body. And it's always like them naked with like something over there, Johnson, but <laughs> <laughs> something covering it or something. It's this. Well, they're hilarious. Of, they were in front of a Winnebago. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Awesome. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, we we will never be in the ESPN body issue. I can assure <laughs> no, you of I that. Can assure you that. <laughs> Unless it's place. like the circle body issue. <laughs> the shape the body chubby, issue. The chubby body issue. All hey, shapes. This isn't a shot because I love you, Lux, but God, he made me feel... Not as fat when I saw him in his big white jacket on. Yeah, Saturday. I just didn't want him to fall running out of the tunnel. That was a. <laughs> I think I know what he said. He said he said he was. Like, somebody asked him how did it feel. He's like it was self preservation. I don't want to get run over. <laughs> That's awesome. He's the new Huggins. Uh, I love him. He is hilarious. I, I love Locks. It's it, we're good to have him around. Well, hey, cheers to him. Cheers to another week of college football. Before we go, prediction: yes. Maryland, Syracuse. Um, I think Maryland wins. I think it's. Uh, I actually don't think it's as close as we think. I'm going to go Maryland 35, Syracuse 17. 37, 21, Maryland. I say 28, 20, Maryland. Nice. nice. Let's go, boys. And WVU is going to cover. W, I would bet money that W will cover. Oh, they're going to win. Plus they're not going to win. They're going to win. They're going to cover. I hope they win. All right. So predictions. Jerry, Jerry WVU. Holly, WVU 24, Mizzou. 19. Weird, ugly, shitty game. I WVU say, wins. Good to me. I say Missouri 30, W20. Hmm. Jeremy? I, That'll I'm, be a cover. I'm leaning towards that, yeah, 27-20 Mizzou, unfortunately. And there it is. It is all on tape. It is official. Thank you for listening. Wings, beers, and tears. Find us at Twitter. Wings, beers, tears. There's no and in there at our Twitter handle. And find us on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, And we will see you next week with some more DMV Sports Talk. Peace. Word. Word.